Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Godfather Part 2 Minute with him, Andy Robinson. And with you, Alex Robinson. And today we're talking about Minute 1, 2, 3. That's right. The Godfather Part 2. Alex, repeat after me. Okay. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Ventitre. You got it. That's, that's I'm catching on now. You got it. You finally got it. These are all words, but in Italian. They're all words, but in Italian. <laughs> all yeah. right. Now, now I think I'm getting it. <laughs> you, you were a little scratchy on that one. It almost sounded as if you had a stone in your throat. <laughs> I'm working on my Frankie Five impression. Uh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people with gravelly voices. I mean, you got, got Don, yeah. Don Corleone, you got Frankie Five Angels, you got uh, <laughs> Don Fanucci, you got yeah. Mama, all oh, everyone. That's right, so, yeah. uh, well, but Frankie Five Angels, he had, wait a minute, he had a scratchy throat before he was garroted in that bar. Yeah. He was pre, ah. pre, pre. Uh, he's probably been garroted a lot of times. <laughs> he, he originally had a very smooth voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then after he gets garroted, he's like, oh my, what happened? <laughs> I guess I gotta go testify. <laughs> Fredo, you son of a bitch. It's so good to see you. <laughs> this this is Rick's, Rick's, Rick's Cracker and uh, Chopped Liver, my my dear pal. <laughs> so he was like a, uh, like a butler. <laughs> this is a uh, Grey Poupon on a Ritz cracker. Why, why, Rosato? I've never been so insulted. <laughs> Smacks him, and then immediately he's like, being garroted. <laughs> I say, what's the meaning of this hundred-pound note? <laughs> I love how this minute has nothing to do with Frankie Five Angels zero but doesn't it in a way oh well anyway let's summarize no it doesn't <laughs> but really though doesn't yeah. it give us the Kinda summary doesn't it okay Don Finucci climbs the steps of his old timey New York City apartment building while his stalker Vito descends the stairs from the roof Finucci starts to open the front door to his apartment when he notices something and pauses <laughs> But the door that he was about to go through is the door that's in the Twilight Zone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, we should recast Twilight Zone episodes but make them about yes. Godfather characters. There, uh, Bobby Duvall's in an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh, it, that where oh. he's like falls in love with a dollhouse or something. Whoa. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a dollhouse, but he looks in it and he sees real... Like real people or something People, like that. And, yeah. Uh, and you don't know if it's real or yeah. not. And then he ends up in it, right? Spoiler alert. I don't remember the ending I of it. I think he ends up in yeah. it living that life. Because he's all... <laughs> in his real life, he's all pressured. Yeah, yeah. He wants to escape into the dollhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to go live in a dollhouse. <laughs> it's only for three years while this blows over. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I love the idea of, of the Godfather characters being in Twilight Zone episodes. We would probably have to do 
real famous ones that people knew to make yeah, it relevant. Totally, right? Yeah, totally, <laughs> Like the Henry Bemis one with the, or his glass. Everyone yeah. dies. He finally yeah. has enough time to read. Well, you could do the hospital one because a lot of scenes with people in the hot, like when Vito Corleone's oh, in the yeah. hospital, he can his head wrapped in bandages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so on. I think, I think Fredo Corleone would, would be uh, maybe in some casino vault <laughs> no, actually, Fredo with the uh, oh yeah, sorry, Vegas. Fred, yeah, Fredo. That's right. That's it. Fredo is in a casino vault doing some errand for yeah. Mulgrain. He's all pissed off. He comes out, and it was a nuclear war. Yeah, and he finally has time to bang all the waitresses he wants oh. two at a time, but they're all gone. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to do that Twilight Zone about the slot machine where the guy was like hooked. Remember the slot machine like shows up in the guy's room and everything. Oh yeah. He was like an addictive gambler and he was haunted by a slot machine that was coming around. (laughs) I forgot about that one. Anyway, I like this idea though, so let's let's revisit Mm -hmm. it. So Okay. Anyway. Well, what do you got to start us off with? Well, the first note I have is Vito removing the is Vito tinkering with the light bulb. Yeah. And um A nice little detail. Now, this is, I'm assuming, is not in the book because the the uh, the shooting was very different in the original in the book. That's correct. I'll okay. get to the book, but it Puzo does write that it takes place downstairs in the vestibule of the building. Hmm. So right when Finucci walks he in, he shot him down the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frankie, the senior reminds me of good times on Eleventh Avenue. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah oh, yeah. Oh, yeah we were all we were all really uh proud of pop shooting Don Fanucci up on the <laughs> up up on the uh, fifth floor uh, oh no no that that was not no fifth floor <laughs> that was in the vestibule <laughs> yeah so what do you make of the light bulb uh, I like it it's the a nice class- little detail like uh mm-hmm. and the fact that he uses the towel to to because you know we've all tried to touch hot light bulbs and, yeah. and had that feeling so and it's very probably- convenient that it works as a silencer and as a uh and as a- it's a multi-purpose mm-hmm. rag yes <laughs> it's well it's everyone's doing the multi-purpose <laughs> rag <laughs> well it's an audio silencer and a video Whoa, visual silencer that's nice I like that yeah and then you should like put it over over his mouth, so it's a smell. It cancels that smell, smell and, and he stuffs it in his mouth, so it's a taste <laughs> silencer. <laughs> it wouldn't be a smoothie. They, what would be the term for silencing someone's taste? Yeah, well, also even visual, <laughs> a, a blinder, I guess. Yeah, a blinder. And then uh, a t- well, I don't know what a taste one would be. You very oh, rarely hear about that's someone. low. When you start yeah. eliminating someone's sense of taste, yeah, you got especially in COVID the Italian culture. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the taste is a very religious and sacred <laughs> sense of the Italian people. <laughs> okay, if I accepted that, it would demonstrate that I had my olfactory senses sense yeah. was functioning appropriately. If you had to pick a sense to lose, what oh. would it be? Well, I'm, I mean, when we're podcasting, I would say my sense of sight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I did lose my sense of taste when I had the COVID. Oh, yeah? It's very strange. How it did very it... Um, it was like, I, it was as if, like, I was eating styrofoam. It was really that extreme. Where no you, taste. It was like zero no. taste. But so does your nose also? Because I always heard that your nose is responsible for a lot of when you taste something. Your nose is partially responsible for that. Is that it also is. gone? 
Or is it just your I, tongue? I heard that, that is... too, but I just know that I could taste nothing. So it's just like wet paper towels you're eating. Styrofoam. Wow. We, it was the strangest sensation. In a in a negative way, I assume. Well, or just uh, just weird. Just weird. Because I could see how if you were like me, I you know I'm a I'm a snack. I love compulsively snacking. Something I have to be mm-hmm. on top of. So I could see if losing my sense of taste would be good. Because then I'd be like, well, now I don't oh, want to yeah. eat anything because it just tastes like. I think it does nothing. Motivate you to eat less. Okay. Because it's just it's something you just have to do. It's this mechanical process, yeah. and you are getting satisfied, but. That you don't get taste any pleasure out of. Yeah, you don't of. taste sugar. You don't taste fat, oh, wow. salt. It is unbelievable. And it was about a month. Yeah. Very strange. Now, now, but that being said, yeah. I can't imagine not having sight or hearing or like, touch. How they'll would that see, even They'll work? seem like they'd be harder in your day-to-day life. Yeah. Like taste, uh-huh. you're basically just losing the ability to food, which is important, but compared to the other things, it's not as, yeah. unless you're a chef or you know food critic, it's not as important yeah. as a... Uh, what about touch? Touch is weird because how would you even function if you could not, if yeah. you were completely unaware? If you, you would were, just collapse, right? You'd have no. Yeah, just like a bowl of, or like a big rubbery bag of organs. It would be gross. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. That's all we are. There's a, a podcast called Radio Lab. Mm-hmm. Have you, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but mm-hmm. they do a lot of like scientific type stories, including a lot of like people who have weird brain things where, um, for instance, they'll lose their their sense of taste, or oh. or one of them was your sense of of space. Huh. Okay. Like if you put your hands behind your back, you can kind of tell. You can kind of you know feel like where things are and stuff. Yeah, but there are yeah. people who, if they can't see it, they they are oh. unaware. Of, so when they walk, Whoa. they have to look at what their feet are doing because they can't. Oh man. They're they're like it's. I guess it's like losing your sense of touch in a way because you're not. Yeah, you're unaware of this. So yeah, stuff like that. Like that's weird. really interesting that there is. I took it for granted. There's a part of your brain that controls your ability, your spatial awareness. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, there's probably other senses like sense of time passing. How you know if you yeah. can tell how wow. those kind of other more hard to pin down senses. Yeah, you know, sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want to lose that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be terrible <laughs> if you lost that. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, uh, so the light bulb. Removing the light bulb. Yeah. Oh, there's one more thing about senses I was going to go into, but no, it's, it's more of a bird walk. We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the light bulb. Really interesting. I, li- I also like the light bulb's presence in this scene because it's uh, maybe it's because it's dark and mm-hmm. the light bulb really stands out, but... This scene in The Godfather 2 is very sepia appearing. Yeah, it's very old. I mean, the whole, all the flashback scenes kind of have that, like, yes. desaturated color. And it, but this scene particularly. This particular is very, one, as soon as he gets yeah. into the building, it seems very orangey, that sepia yeah. tint yeah. to it. Yeah. And uh, the light bulb really highlights that. Do you think the bulb is like a, like a, like a sepia light bulb, oh. so it's making everything look kind of brownish, like Could old fashioned. Be. That'd be interesting to see in real life. If someone put in a sepia light bulb, would you would you feel like you were in an old timey photo because everything would kind of have a brown tint to it? You know, my friend Ian got me right behind me a bulb. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, it's wow. right here within arm's reach, and I think it might be sepia tinted. Hold on one second. Uh oh. 
Oh yeah, this is so. This is one of those light bulbs where it's like the the filament. It's a see through glass light bulb, and the mm-hmm. filament is very. It's not like a regular light bulb in your house where you can't no. really see the light, the filament yeah. inside. This is definitely a. Uh, it does have a kind of golden glow to it. Yeah, a golden yeah. glow. The golden glows. Yeah. Yeah, but that is a cool idea. I think you just create an invention, create different that's lenses, and but that's our Godfather product. <laughs> I mean, but, I've but, seen red light bulbs and blue light bulbs, but I've never, I've like, ever seen a brown light bulb. Well, but not just sepia. You can any Photoshop or uh, editing system. All yeah. those different filters get bulbs for them in real life. It it creates oh. that that filter in the room. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, like blur. Or you could just get, or you could have glasses that do that too. Oh yeah, no, but then you don't get the experience together with everybody else. Yeah, I guess unless if everyone sets, if they yeah. all set their things, set, everyone set your glasses for sepia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. What are the other filters you see? Oh, I'm, you know, out there, Instagram. What are, what are tons the common of, ones? Tons of, tons of like filters. painting. Isn't there a, a Renaissance painting yeah, one? You can make, yeah. Well, with AI nowadays, you can do all sorts of crazy, yeah. uh, all sorts of crazy that would things. That'd just be wild. I guess that's a uh, virtual reality, right? You yeah, put those goggles on, and you, you change yeah. everything. Um, cool. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. I have some factoids. But and one last thing about the light bulbs: I don't think light, typical light bulbs get hot anymore, right? Because they're LED bulbs. Well, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. Not as much. When I go home, I'm going to feel one of my LED light bulbs to see if it's it's hot. I don't think, yeah. Because I remember as a kid, you had to be really careful unscrewing. They were hot, Oh, yeah, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. What else you got, Alex? Well, uh, speaking of light bulbs, uh, in 18, I was wondering when, um, this is set in 1919, we established. Yeah. And, um... How common light bulbs were back then, because you mm. know they used to have gas gas lights yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Apparently, they were they were very common. Um, hmm. In eighteen eighty five, uh, there were three hundred thousand. Um, that's when basically the light bulbs first started coming out. There were three hundred thousand lamps mm. uh, sold mm-hmm. in the United States in nineteen fourteen. There are eighty eight point five million lamps sold, so they're Whoa. they were quite common by that yeah, time. So that is yeah. historically accurate. Oh, cool! But uh, I do remember when I lived in New York, and if you were in older buildings, you could see the gas. Uh, they still had the gas jets that were still they weren't used, but they were still like yeah. That's where they how they used to light it was with with gas jets. Yeah. So it's a kind of a cool historical thing. Yeah, I was trying cool. to think of. What would be a big, like going from gas to light bulbs, converting from gas to electricity must have been a big um, change for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to think of anything in our lifetime where we've experienced such a change. I came up with two things that I thought. But those are both lights. Right. They're both light sources. It's just yeah. the infrastructure change changed. It wasn't... Well, I mean, they ultimately had to wire the whole house for electricity, which was not yeah. a thing that... That yeah. was not not the light specific, but houses being wired oh, for electricity is probably more mm-hmm. the more the thing. Everything but, being um, wired. I was thinking uh, like either the cell phone or just the home computer is. Yeah. But like you said, the, I guess the cell phone is closer to what you said where it's you're taking an existing thing and just kind of altering it. Like a home yeah. telephone and then turning it into a cell phone. Yeah. And then it eventually turned into the smartphone, which is. Yeah. I think that was a yeah. bigger transition. Yeah. Personally, I think we should should have stopped at cell phones. Yeah, but anyway, you mean and not done smartphones? Not done smartphones. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but that ship has sailed. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. So yes. he. So at this this moment in the minute, he's undoing a light bulb. But I want to point out something. Uh huh. Prior to that, in this minute, Vito walks down the stairs, mm-hmm. and there's an interesting shot. Did you see that? I did. Notice so it that. shows Vito at the top of the stairs, and then he's looking down, and for a. One and a half seconds is a shot of the stairs going down. Yeah, into the darkness. Into the darkness, and then back to Vito, who's staring down, and, and then he begins descending. Yeah. It, it was a really interesting choice of shot and editing. What do you make of it? Well, it is odd because it, it seems to call attention to it, as opposed to just showing him walking down the stairs. We all would have known what was going on. It's like they need to show the stairs so we would understand. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is that it's kind of like a symbolic thing about now he's basically crossing a line. Mm-hmm. He's descending into into crime. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of like like he's aware of it. I mean, they don't make a big deal of it. It's not like he's like looking yeah. at it and sweat's pouring down his face like he's trying to decide yeah. what to do. But I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. I, I think you're right because partnered with that. Mm-hmm. So... We see Vito going down, and it keeps cutting back and forth between Vito walking down yeah. and Don Fanucci walking up, mm-hmm. going up to heaven. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> really. That's that's my interpretation. Is Vito is descending into hell because yeah. he's making this choice that yeah. there's and he's that's a sin, and all of this is in the context of this religious ceremony music year happening true. outside. Yeah. Uh, Don Fanucci, dressed all in white, mm-hmm. angelic, yeah. is walking upstairs. And there's even one point where you don't see him, but you see his reflection in the window. Uh-huh. Huh. As he's walk, turning the corner, walking up the stairs, and all you see is white. You can't, It almost looks like a nun or something. Yeah. And then he turns, he's all in white. And so, not that he's angelic, but he's about to die. Right. And, and he made, has that black um, armband thing on the there, black uh, armband, black uh, ribbon on his. Yeah. On his uh, I thought it was really cool how Coppola cuts back and forth: Vito descending yeah. and uh, Don Fanucci ascending. Yeah, and he's all in white. Yeah, really was, interesting choice. And yeah. I could see why Coppola did it compared to just getting shot in the in the vestibule in the as vestibule. we'll see that Puzo wrote and also that in the other in the original book Fenucci was a slob who wasn't dressed all nice so yeah. this this time he's more you know and you're right combined with the uh, it's a good thing he d- donated to that saint right before he uh, yeah. came inside he Whoa. went to heaven now <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> um, I wonder if I wonder if Don Corleone went to heaven hmm I mean, no. he, he think he no. He, I guess it depends on your religious beliefs. If he, if he, I guess if he repented and yeah, no, but he didn't. Did we figure out that he didn't go to church? Did he? Mama went. Mama went to church. Yeah, but I don't think he. Hmm. I think didn't we figure out that he thought of the church as just another corporation? Yeah, trying another to make more a buck? more uh, puppet masters and yeah. pezzovazantes and yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Don Fanucci yeah. climbs the stairs to heaven, the stairs, knocking right. on heaven's door. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so the last shot of the minute, Fanucci yeah. is completely surrounded by black. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? This is before he sees the light bulb, but it's right. just completely yeah. black. Yeah. And you just see Fanucci's face and his white hat. Mm-hmm. And the white hat, because it's this fedora and circular, it really looks like a halo. Oh, it's funny. Because it stands out oh, wow. in this dark shot. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Uh-huh. I think it's good also because you don't know whether he notices the light bulb or... Cause I would ass- if I was watching this for the first time, I would assume he saw Vito there. Yeah, because you know, he, he just stops and he turns very slowly. Like it's like if you notice the light bulb, out, he turns slower than I feel like someone would do if they noticed the light bulb. Out. Yeah, but like it's very dramatic, it's, especially because it ends literally the minute ends with him slowly turning around. So it's like a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's see him. Does what he, does uh, he see? Yeah, um, yeah, great, great shots. So. Um, well, we do have some stuff from the book. Oh, sure. What you is got? A good time to go there. Yeah, go ahead. I understand the book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Puzzo writes, So Vito Corleone found it an easy matter to slip across the deserted 11th Avenue and into the vestibule of Fenucci's apartment house. There, he drew the gun he had never fired and waited for Fenucci. Hmm. Let me pause. Does it surprise you that he's never fired this gun? Uh, yes. No, no. Yeah. Because it's not like, um... You know, in GF1, we saw Mikey practicing with the pistol in the basement mm-hmm. of their... I, I assume that was the basement of their... Of the compound? Yeah. Or was that Clemenza's house? Yeah, I'm not sure. Did Clemenza live on... He didn't live on the compound. No, he had his own... He had his own place. Yeah, because he... Yeah, watched the kids when you're backing up. Yeah. Anyway, so there wouldn't have been anywhere to practice shooting a gun that wouldn't have called attention to it. Yeah. That's yeah. so... It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's right. Puto writes, he watched through the glass door of the vestibule. That surprises me. Yeah, that it's in the vestibule? (laughs) (laughs) Knowing Fenucci would come down from 10th Avenue. Clemenza had showed him the safety on the gun, and he had triggered it empty. Hmm. So there was a little tutorial prior to this. What does that mean, he triggered it empty? It means it wasn't loaded, and he practiced... He pressed the trigger with it unloaded. Oh, so he 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 did practice in that sense, but he never actually fired so. the gun. Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, Puzo right writes, but as a young boy in Sicily at the early age of nine, he had often gone hunting with his father. With his father, had often fired the heavy shotgun called the Lupara. It was his skill with the Lupara, even as a small boy, that had brought the sentence of death upon him by his father's murderers. Oh, because he was a good shot. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Wow. It was his skills with the Lupara, even as a small boy. So if he had been a lousy shot, would he have been allowed to live? And would they have listened to him anyway? Uh, that seems weird because it seems like even if he was not a good shot when he was a child, that doesn't mean he wouldn't have been a good strangler when he was an adult or some other a good I mean, stabber. Or I mean, other. maybe we just assume that from the movie that the vendetta would be automatic. 
Yeah, in other words, any of the sons of the of the person you kill would be killed because they would inevitably. That seems like a kind of ancient rule. But maybe we're just getting that from the movie. Maybe the real history. No, so they're not quite as bloodthirsty. Maybe maybe Puzo is is right, saying that oh, if this boy really is not a threat because he's not a good shot. So if you are, it is does seem odd because you could become a good shot. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's just, you don't need to be a good shot with a gun. Yeah. You just need the right opportunity. Yeah. Well, and there's also other ways to kill people besides guns. Yeah, but that's a little harder. Dirty to business do. running around <laughs> guns. <laughs> Michael, it's hey, a big expense. Your father was a good shot. <laughs> Puto writes, now, waiting in the darkened hallway, he saw the white blob of Fanuki <laughs> crossing the street toward the doorway. Are they trying to indicate that Vito did not have good eyesight, that all he could see was just kind of uh-huh. a vague white form? Well, that's why he, he turned off the blur bulb. He unscrewed the blur bulb. <laughs> the light blurb. Oh, that'd be smart. Fanucci keeps a blur bulb right in front of his apartment, so anyone trying to kill him oh. has a harder time seeing him. Yeah, but then that could also be the opposite. You could see if someone was if someone was going to kill you, you you wouldn't be able oh, to yeah, tell. Oh yeah, that's true. It so, works both ways. Yeah, it blurs both ways. <laughs> wow, I wonder if there are applications for some type of optical device that changes, puts a filter on things. But for example, in a compound, if you want to protect yourself, you create some type of. I feel skewed like some some lens that skews the vision of people that are looking at it. I guess I would say probably the that's probably done with like like bright lights. Yeah, but that seems very crude. I mean, that's all you got is bright or non-bright. Why not mix it up? Why not create distortions? What's well, so I mean? But how would you do that? How well, would with you technology? I, I'm not saying it exists, but right. there probably could be someday, right? Some well, type someday, of, yeah. Some type of maybe light not now, but <laughs> a lot of money in them filters. <laughs> uh, let's see. To wrap it up, uh, Puto writes. Now, waiting in the darkened hallway, he saw the white blob of Fenucci crossing the street toward the doorway. Vito stepped back, shoulders pressed against the inner door that led to the stairs. To be continued. Oh, dun dun dun. Will Vito get the chutzpah to fire the gun? <laughs> Tune in next time on the Godfather Minute. Uh, I do like those shots where you see Vito waiting in the in the shadows and like his face is all shadowed by the you can't quite like see a, his eyes like from a the demon. Ha- um, I was thinking more like an avenging angel, but sure, mm-hmm. demon, same like uh, a type three demon. Level. <laughs> Finucci summoned a type three demon, <laughs> which was now attempted as demon of vengeance. <laughs> it's not really vengeance. No, it's not. It's like cold blooded murder. <laughs> Well, it's it's. I guess their argument would be that he was yeah. shaking them down. Yeah. There's so, a tinge of vengeance or self defense, not vengeance, but self defense. It's like the manslaughter version of vengeance. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the manslaughter version. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, venge slaughter. Venge slaughter. <laughs> That's the charge. Yeah. Like, speaking of uh, of of. T- differentiating terms I have a we ask we answered oh, cool. for this week lay it on us uh, what is the difference between blasphemy and heresy 
Oh yeah, I remember that one. That's a good one. And uh, I'm going to go one further. I'm going to throw in sacrilege and apostasy. Whoa, those are other terms you might <laughs> hear in, in similar. Uh... <laughs> you thought you would keep going, didn't you, Alex? Oh, you got me. Well, you can keep going to GodfatherMinute.com/support, and for just a buck a show, you can get access to all the bonus content, all of it. Wow. Well, you said a, you said a dollar per what? Just a dollar per show.